for Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. Uh, good morning. Welcome to the warm-up for another week. Matt Wallen and Cam Mooney with you. So much sport to get through. A big weekend on the way. The footy is just getting really tight for finals positions. Matilda's on tonight. There's a massive game between Carlton and Melbourne. We'll get to later on as well and so much more as a welcome in Moons. How are you, mate? I'm well, Walla. How are you, my I'm, friend? I'm well, I'm well. It's, Excellent. Uh, Can't it's, wait for this weekend. It's so good. Big game tonight. There's actually a good round Which of footy as well. Which game are you talking about, mate? Well, the Matildas are on tonight against France. I, I love... Now, I don't know who's organised this, whether it's the AFL or the MCG, uh, or they've come together. But to put the Matildas on... So if you've got a ticket for Melbourne v Carlton tonight, yep, get there at five o'clock, sit there and watch what's going to be an absolute epic game tonight with Matildas, and then just roll into watching your favourite team. Yep. I, tonight, I think it's an fantastic. unbelievable idea. Well done to everyone who's organised that. So you can get to the ground, kick off at five for the Matildas. Yep. It's in Sydney against France. They're going to have 75, 80,000 there, which is going Easy. to be incredible. You can watch on the big screen if you've got a ticket to the game tonight. But you can also just head to the bar at the MCG, watch the game on the TV. The game finishes at seven, bit after maybe. You'll roll out to your seat, seat. and watch one of the games of the year potentially tonight. Uh, I, I'm, I'm that excited. For anyone who's going to the G tonight... Well done, because yeah. you are in for a great night of sport. Yep, and also, too, the MCG would be loving it. A bit more more well, for a few more That's right, we were talking about this one off air a little food. bit now. This is why I think, you know, was it the, was it the AFL's idea, or was this the MCG going, hey, hey, how about we do this, because we can just open up the bars, the restaurants, and bang, make a little bit of a dollar. I reckon it's both, and but I reckon good they've on done them. well. And I think because we've had nothing really, because we, we're not getting big games because we don't have the stadium for it, or the MCG's not available. So the way that the World Cup works mm. is we can't have games at the MCG or Marvel because it needs to be exclusively given to the World Cup. Yep. So, for instance, if the Matildas were playing one game at the MCG, no AFL during the whole World Cup. That's okay. how it works. So that's why there's no games at the G or Marvel because the AFL is actually on. So but You know what? Well, this is the next, be next best thing. You know, there'd be... By the time this, uh, the time it ends, say half time of the Matildas game, there would be close to I would have thought fifty thousand there. Like at, I at would the hope there'd yeah. be fifty thousand yeah. there watching it because, like I said, if you've got a ticket, do yourself a favour and just go. The atmosphere would be great, incredible atmosphere. Yeah, so I reckon that'd be good. Um, looking forward to that one tonight. Adam Peacock going to join us a little bit later on to talk about the Matildas. For, he's doing the Channel yeah. Seven, great work there, and also the Premier League starts this weekend, which, to be honest. Massive Liverpool fan. Didn't even realise it was starting. I've been caught up with the footy and the Matildas. I'm not even... Well, it's actually been such a huge month of sport with everything that's been going on. This has just snuck up on us. Yeah. So it's great to have it back. Uh, Liverpool fans. uh, Chelsea Mm -hmm. this weekend looking forward to that. Harry Kane, we'll get to that. Apparently accepted a deal to get to... So happy for Ange. So Ange has uh, got a few hundred million euro in the (laughs) bank. Hey, um, Port Adelaide, aren't they struggling at the moment? Yes, they are. And they've got a big game this weekend. They've lost four on the trot. Um, now, Kenny, well, you've got a theory on Kenny. I think the deal's done. Oh, you think they've signed Kenny? I think. Why haven't they announced it? I think they've got the reverse Stuart Jew going on here. Kenny hasn't won a game for four weeks. They're waiting for a win to announce it. Ideally, they would have loved to announce it at the back end or winning against Adelaide in the showdown. Yes, Didn't happen. Correct. They've now lost four in a row. We've got a game against the Giants uh, Sunday night, I think. Is which, that right? Which I think the Giants will win. Yep. And Porter got a few back, but the Giants are going beautifully. Although they did roll over yeah, the Swans last week. Yeah, they did roll over week. Sydney, yes. Uh, get done. So they cannot sign Kenny because Surely they can't you can announce. If, you're, if, you're, if you know that he's your man, you can announce it any time you want. You just 
hey, yes, we're on a losing streak, but we know this is our man. But how do you do that? They've left it too late. <laughs> so now they've got a he could he could be in a position where he either drops Sunday night's game, potentially I don't think they'll miss the top four, but potentially roll over in straight sets. And you're in a position where when you actually press go on Kenny's thing, because why I say it's reverse Stuart Jew, as I said a couple of weeks ago on the show, mm. they knew they were playing Port Adelaide. They knew they were playing Collingwood. So it was an easy out for them to say, you know what, Stuart Jew's just going, okay, yeah. we're going to lose these two games. It's a great chance to say, hey, we're moving on. So Kenny's in a position now that he can't sign because, or he can't announce that he's signed. Because they're not winning Interesting. Any, they're not won any games. Interesting. I, I'm not you even sure if they've signed him yet. Because uh, they, they said, we're going to wait till August to actually start looking at it again. Yeah, it's the 12th now. Yes. Uh, and obviously, at the start of August, they started to lose, obviously. Yes. So I'm not sure they've even got to the pen and paper signage yet. I'm not sure. Um, th- there's just something about Kochi that just makes me think he was waiting for the finals. Because what we know about Port Adelaide is... They've been a very good home and away team under Kenny. Always. Particularly over the last few years. But even for 20 years, they have been. And at the finals, they just been no good. Yep. They just haven't been any good. Maybe got to a prelim or, or whatever. I think they got to one prelim. Yeah. They've, well, they've had a couple of prelims. Yeah. I mean, over under the years, they've made under a Kenny, lot yeah. of... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, definitely. And I'm now I'm thinking... They've got beaten by Richmond. They should have yeah, won that prelim. So I'm thinking to myself, is Koch, was, was the board... Had the board been waiting, saying, okay, let's just wait for the home and away season and just see what happens at the end of the year. And if we have a really good finals campaign or win a premiership, then yeah, he's our man. But if we have another failed finals campaign, maybe he's not our man after 10 years of being at the helm. Now, I, now don't get me wrong. I'm one of Kenny's greatest fans because he was my coach at Geelong who I absolutely love and adore. But maybe he's just not the man, and maybe that's I why think, they haven't announced it. I think timing's got him. He won 13 <laughs> in a row. All of a sudden, August comes around. He drops two at the end of July. Mm. He's dropped the first two games in August or whatever it happens to be thereabouts. So they can't well, announce if it. if they lose again this weekend to, or tomorrow to Giants, then they've got Fremantle over there. Then they've got Richmond at home in their last game. He might not sign until he wins a final. <laughs> or he, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm worried for Kenny. Um, I think that they want him to do the job and maybe a two-year extension, but they can't sign him. Well, they're three games clear of, of Carlton in, in, in fifth spot. Yeah, so, so they're definitely going to finish top four. So they should, with, yeah. Uh, well, if they lose every game, Carlton win every game. But let's just, put, let's just say they should finish top four. <laughs> it's, it's touch and go. Hey, um, plenty of talk this week about Hardwick getting to the Gold Coast Sun. It's a five-year mm-hmm. deal. We spoke about last week on the show. But we spoke a few weeks ago about Buddy getting to the Gold Coast Suns, which is obviously not happening now. Yes. Dusty getting there? What are your thoughts? I don't mind it. I, I honestly don't mind it. How much do you pay him, though? Because I, I wouldn't pay like him. I don't I would, want to be in a position where you're, yeah. you're paying overs for him. I would not pay top-end dollar for Dusty yep. um, because I, do, I would not want to lose the kids – or the people that are, are going to be there for the next uh, five to ten years. They're the most important people at that footy club for, from the player's point of view. So you've got to keep those so you can't have – you've got to have enough money for those guys in the bank. But if you can get Dusty up there uh, for maybe on a two-year deal. How much? Uh, let's say six. Six hundred. Okay. Still a lot. Yeah, but it's half of what he's earning right now. Yeah. Um, I, I would take it. I would take it in a heartbeat. He looks to me, and this is just me from the outside looking in, he looks like he's just probably just done done his time yep. at, a, at Richmond. I'm not saying that 600 is a lot for Dusty, but it's a, as in if he was playing at Richmond, that would be well yeah. unders. 
but I don't know if the future of him getting to the Gold Coast is necessarily worth it. Now, the Gold Coast apparently this week have asked the AFL for some more marketing mm-hmm. spend, <laughs> which means can we prop up Damien Hardwick's contract and or bring in a superstar? Mm. Uh, the AFL currently have said no, no, no more money. No, no, I think that's fair enough too. I think AFL has done enough. Uh, enough handouts for this footy club. Well, I think it's important that Damien Hardwick then doesn't, if he takes the job, gets the job, whatever that looks like, he doesn't soak up all the yes. soft cap. That's going to be the most important mm-hmm. thing. Like, he, yes, he deserves to get paid what he gets paid, but he needs the help around him to Absolutely make sure Absolutely does. Trent no, would be a nice one. Trent Cotchin would be a nice one to get up there from a leadership point of view. Uh, not playing, obviously, but yeah. leadership. Um, no, but Dusty, to me, if you could get Dusty on a really good deal, a couple of years, and again, he, he might want to be a Richmond man for, for his life, and fantastic if he does, and can, that'd be awesome. But if he is looking for a change and just over the last couple of years with everything that's gone on in his personal life and um, just the way that he's looked on the footy field hasn't quite hasn't has not looked like the dusty of old. Let's yep. let's be honest. If well, he Richmond wants also, a little bit of a change, yeah. then I would be like, "Yep, go for it, mate. That'd be awesome." And he's a man that would get bums on seats because this is what this club needs. Absolutely, now. they need bums on seats and they need finals. But they need bums on seats with performances. And the, I guess the question was about Buddy going there a few weeks ago when we spoke about it on the show is that he would be bums on seats. But where is he in terms of career? Well, now, obviously, now he's, mm. he's, he's given it away. But they need bums on seats with a guy who can actually deliver. Even though, has he given away? Has it announced anything yet, buddy? Has he? Well, he hasn't done a press conference. No. But Sydney, but Sydney <laughs> I reckon in the back of his mind, he's still waiting for someone to knock on his door. Oh, you reckon? Maybe. <laughs> who would maybe. Know? Who knows? Hey, we've got plenty to get to on the show. As I said, Adam Peacock going to join us talking about the Matildas uh, coming up tonight. The Premier League starting this weekend as well. And we've had so many retirements this week in the world of AFL. Moons has got his six-pack coming up. Top retired players so far in 2020. Good list. It is a very good list. This is the warm-up. All thanks to Furfit Little Creatures Village Geelong. Order up, grab a pizza and any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just $25. Visit littlecreatures.com.au. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Uh, it's time to get multiple screens in your shed or your man cave. So much sport this weekend. The footy tonight, looking forward to Carlton. And the D's going around, of course, Matilda's on at 5 o'clock this afternoon. Looking forward to that. This is the warm-up, all thanks to Little Creatures and Furphy. Get down to Little Creatures Village in Geelong. You can watch the Matilda's on the TV or, of course, the AFL as well tonight. Uh, joining us very soon, Adam Peacock to talk about the Matildas from Channel 7 and also the Premier League starting this weekend. Over the top to Mooney, aiming at a career best six right here, runs it and gets it. Moons' six-pack for little creatures. All creatures welcome. Jeez, I like that Sting Award. Fantastic. Jeez. Hello, we're going up a notch. Well, I had to go out to search around to try and find a kick <laughs> yeah. six. And actually, you kicked seven that game. I did. Um, never, never kicked six. Yeah. It was either seven or five. Yeah, you kicked seven that game, but... Um, well, one, I needed six. and <laughs> uh, So that's why they use that. But uh, this is the six-pack, all thanks to Furphy at Little Creatures. This week, we're taking a look at the top six retired AFL players so far in 2023. Now, I hope you don't have Buddy in your list because... Well, I've got to have Buddy in my list. Well, because you said moments ago that you're not sure he's retired. Oh, no. is, he, is he going to announce... Is he going to do a presser, Buddy? Or is he I, just going to just... I don't think you so. You can't be that big and important... And not do a presser. The only way I'll know that he's retired for sure if he's 
in the motorcade or on the MCG in the car. At the well, that won't final. be till next year. It's always the year after you retire. Is it? Yes. No. So I did. So I retired 2011, and I didn't do my motor car till 2012. Yeah, but is that because Geelong were in the grand final? Yes. Yes, I think you do it the Maybe. year. Maybe. Yeah, you do. Oh, I always thought it was the year after. No. Well, I could be wrong, but yours was unusual in that yeah, sense. Yeah, that's true. That's yep. true. All right. So anyway, let's get to your top six retired AFL players so far in 2020. Okay, some big names. But I'm going to start at number six at uh, North Melbourne. Uh, absolute superstar Ben Cunnington. 237 games, two best and fairest, and an absolute contested beast. Yes. And unfortunately, he was he was. He was cut down right in the prime of his career. Uh, he's going to have his retirement game today. Uh, Where's he rank at North Melbourne in terms of their history? Like he, he's not a. He, I guess he's not a name that just comes straight to mind when you think of North Melbourne. But in well, terms it's not. But, but, in house, but in this, I guess in the last twenty years, when there hasn't been any <laughs> team success, yeah. he has been right at the forefront. I mean, you're talking about obviously Boomer played in a premiership, but um, you're talking about Harvey and Petrie and Cunnington, these yep. kind of guys who have just been unbelievable. So he's been enormous, and good luck to him today playing his final game. So that's that's unbelievable. Uh, at number five, I'm going over to the west in Shannon Hearn, who I think was a genuine star down the halfback flank, 332 games. Like, that is huge when you are travelling well, every second say, week. Imagine his frequent fly miles. Huge. Massive. And just a booming kick too. Booming like, kick. It always comes back to the conversation that we probably don't have the same opinion on players who play interstate. Mm. You know, like from, from you know, obviously Captain West Coast and stuff as well. Toby Green's name gets uh, brought up in conversation about if he played in Melbourne, would he be oh. more of a superstar? Of course he would be in terms of front page. Mm. So, yeah, uh, Hearn's been a star. Hearn was a star and tough. Two, like, premiership player, obviously, and, and a couple of Australians as well. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with his teammate just announced as well, Luke Shuey, who I thought was a genuine star of our game. And again, he was... He was Epitomised probably what you were talking about. If he was playing in Victoria, we'd be talking about him in the breath of you know one of the great on balls. Yep. 247 games, a premiership, Norm Smith medal, two best and fairest. He is an absolute star. At number three, a man who's just uh, decided to go down the road and, and join my cattery for a couple of years and just picked up a Norm Smith and another premiership. Isaac Smith. Unbelievable. Four premierships. Four-time premiership player, Isaac Smith. 277 games at the moment. Obviously, he's going to finish out the year. Uh, and a Norm Smith down here at Geelong. What incredible. I find incredible is the amount of games that he played, considering, and I know there's a lot of finals in there, so that does plump it up a little bit, but he, he came late. He was came at the then he went to North Ballarat and came through that way. He's a, he's a Riverina boy up in Wagga and all of those yeah, type of things. He was doing uni in Ballarat, played yeah. local footy in Ballarat, Redan, then went to the Roosters at the time when yeah. they were in the VFL. Nah, he's cool. been a star. And, you know, this is a man who rides his bike to the game. At the GMHBA yeah, stadium because right. he just lives up the road. How cool <laughs> yeah, is he? Very nice. Uh, number two, and look, any other time, this guy would be number one because his CV is incredible. Trent Cotchin, 305 games, three-time premiership captain, three best and fairest, and obviously uh, an all-Oz and a brown one. And what a star. What a superstar. Only three-time premiership Richmond captain, which, I mean, that's a bit of a whatever stat because there were not many players that even win three premierships, let alone captain. I had issues with him potentially going around again this season, yes. but I think what he's actually contributed has been very solid. Oh, I just he's so when that when they made that run and they just needed tough, just needed toughness, and he did a couple of things against Geelong and just remember in those finals, yeah, he he was everything that you'd want as as a skipper, he, like Joel Selwood type, just unbelievable. And obviously, number one, if he if he does announce his retirement in in some type of uh, 
form. Media yeah. form or something? Not I don't know what it would be. <laughs> We're going to go with Buddy, obviously. 354 games, 1,000 goals, a couple of premierships, a few All-Australians. I think there's about eight. Four Coleman's. Not a bad career, buddy. Yeah. But just just sit down just in front of the cameras and just say, yes, I've retired. That would be nice just to clarify it. I, yeah, I think it would be nice if he did come out and say, look, um, thank you very much, and but I'm, I'm off I hop. But anyway, that might happen. We I might thought, though, when, the when, the, when they announced his retirement in Sydney and, they, and everyone cracked that he wasn't there, like he didn't have to be there then. Like It was just – that was probably a bit too soon for him. But at some stage, it would be nice for him just to, to thank a few people yep. and – so I think yes, so. I am. I am a superstar. Right, that is Moon's six-pack number one retired player of 2023, Buddy Franklin and Trent Koch, and we might see him. We will see him on the new Channel Seven show coming up. What's called, happening? Oh my God! It's called um, Talking Finals. Oh, Talking Finals. Oh, cool. oh, what a name! Uh, so Talking Footy obviously has been a thing on Channel Seven. They're bringing back a show this final series. Well, I think JB James Brayshaw. Joel Salwood, I think Tim Watson might be involved, and obviously Trent Cochin as well. So, sales on it. Yeah, I'm watching that. Yes, that's coming up soon. They're bringing back a bit of a show on Channel 7. Hey, let's get into the weekend preview. Quickly run through the games, the rest of the games this weekend. Um, there's some real belters and there's some real uh, stinkers as well. Uh, North Melbourne and Essendon in the first game this afternoon, along with Sydney and the Gold Coast. They are the early bounce at 1.45. Now, obviously, Essendon need a bit of a win here because they, they're actually playing. You go through it. Most of the teams are in the eight or fighting for the eight. They're all playing each other at some stage over the next couple of weeks. They've got North today, but then they've got GWS Empire. So they're the only team that plays two top eight teams yeah. on the run home. Yep. So they're probably, their, short's probably, their run's probably a bit short, yep. but they desperately need to win that. It feels like the Bombers of old to me. It feels like we went through a stage where their footy was a certain way and we could be predictable about what they were doing, and I think that's fallen away the last few weeks. But if you're a North supporter, North. please get down there for Benny Cunnington because yep. he has been a star of your football club. Swans need to keep winning. Unlikely to make it the eight, but they still are in the mix. They take on the Gold Coast Suns, who again have been there or thereabouts. But yeah. I think the Swans will be too strong. Sydney are in unbelievable Duke form at the moment. After the, after the uh, ball grabbing yes. incident. So he's back in. There's a massage. Which is, uh, which is good. Uh, they've got Adelaide and Melbourne coming up as well. So again, another one they just need to win because their, their run home is pretty tough, is it? Yeah. Brisbane host Adelaide. I think Adelaide for me, it's. Um, I'd hate for Adelaide to Bobby miss the Curtins. finals, but I think. They're probably not going to quite get there, you but would they've think been so. uh, very solid. Good team to watch, but they've been obviously just Away off. from homes, their big problem. Obviously, now going up to Brisbane's going to hurt them. Yeah, and the Brisbane Lions need a win, that is for sure. Big game tonight, match of the round, Carlton and the Ds, the MCG 725. It's going to be an absolute battle. Where are you going? Now, I said during the season, I'm giving Carlton another chance, another chance, another chance. Then I finally got to a situation like everyone else. I'm like, nah, they're, I'm they're done. They I'm gone now. I've given that many chances. And now I'm back on. <laughs> I just think they're an exciting team to watch play. And I think they're a real sniff tonight. I don't know if Seven Melbourne row, are going sorry. as well as people think. Melbourne have been going extremely well the last couple of weeks, but they keep getting injuries to their forwards. So Petty going out. When Petty kicked six the other week, I thought finally they found their answer. Yeah. Because to me, their biggest problem was... They didn't have a big key forward. McDonald was out. Brown was out. Uh, Van Royen was just a kid. Um, they needed someone. They tried the, the the rucks down there. That wasn't working. Petty went, bang, I'm your man. And then he gets injured. I'm just like, oh, has that has that hurt yeah. their run? So Brody Grundy comes back in this week, which big I test, big I test. Know. I don't know. And Oliver back in too if he gets up or yeah, gets over. No, a huge tonight, test man. for the Gorn and Grundy um, situation. Yeah, and he's going to have to play forward or have a, an impact if yeah. uh, Petty now is out of for the season. Worst Western Derby ever. West Coast Fremantle, that's 8-10 tonight. No one will be watching Worst. that game. Worst. Not that bad, is it? 
the two teams that are playing in it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> normally one's well, normally one's going well. Anything anything left of West is probably not going to care. Well, right that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think it'll be it might not be a bad game, but in terms of um, standard of teams, is she disappointing? Right. Let's move on to the Hawks and the Dogs. I reckon uh, the Dogs is a bit of a danger game this one. Huge danger game. They've got West Coast and Geelong to come, and if they drop this one down at. Um, uh, where are they? Down in Tassie, down in Lonnie. That's all of a sudden, that's really going to put pressure on them. Yep. So that's a huge must win for them. All right, let's whip through the rest of the round. St Kilda and Richmond, another danger game. The Saints, who are just slowly slipping away into the bottom of the of the table. They are. They've got the Tigers. Uh, so Richmond, Geelong and Brisbane to come. That wow. is a tough run. Yep. Tough run. So they desperately need to win this one against Richmond. You know when you were barracking against the Bulldogs the other week because people came out you yeah. after they <laughs> took you out of context? I said... Weeks and weeks ago, the Saints would make the finals, and so now I'm barracking yeah. for that to come right, even though I don't not not like them. I just, yeah. Anyway, so, so I think yes, no, I agree. I think the Tigers will get there. Uh, Port and now, Giants. Is this the game of the round, or is tonight the game of the well, round? I think tonight is, but this is a very good game. Giants go to Adelaide to take on Port. They lost last week against the Swans, which was disappointing. Halted their run because they were the informed team. Power, welcome back. Uh, a lot of stars, but Dixon out for a minimum of four weeks, probably the season. Dixon's done for the season. So this and is I, and this one. is what I think their their finals are. People probably go, Charlie Dixon. Charlie Dixon isn't an A grader, but he is exactly what you need come finals time. You need a big man to kick it on his head and he just competes. He is a monster. He does that extremely well. With him out, I'm not sure they've got the forward line. Finn Lason comes back him. in, though, and I really... Really think he's been great. So I think he's been fantastic. Hey, stay with us. We've got uh, Adam Peacock going to join us to talk about the Matildas. And the Premier League starts this weekend. And of course, our marketplace not too far away. This is the warm up with Warlow Moons for little creatures. All creatures welcome. This is the warm up with Warlow and Moons. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm up with Warlow and Moons. Yeah, all thanks to Little Creatures and Furphy. This is the warm up. Plenty of sport this weekend. AFL action galore, but I think everyone's eyes is glued to the Matildas. They take on France tonight in Sydney from 5 pm. And one man who's right across it. And we want to touch on the Premier League too, Moons. I know we didn't realise it was starting, although we are big Liverpool fans. Just caught up with everything else. Uh, from Channel 7 and Code Sports, Adam Peacock. Uh, he's been on SCN every day this week. <laughs> Adam, how are you doing, mate? Welcome to the show. Um, all good, all good. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm always happy to talk uh, talk football, especially if you fine gentlemen. So, yeah, it's been a, uh, a magnificent couple of weeks and now we've got the little uh, issue of a Premier League season starting um, sprinkled on top. You've got the Australia Cup happening, but obviously the Matildas is the, the primary focus. Yeah, it's crazy to think uh, that the Premier League is beginning this weekend. I mean, it's normal time for the Premier League, but I suppose caught up in everything else, uh, as we mentioned, the Matildas, Aussie Cup on at the moment as well, midweek. We sort of haven't really focused too much on it. We'll get to that in just a moment, mate. The Matildas have just taken Australia by storm. It's incredible to see the impact that they've had. We were speaking about the game um, off air. We were talking about the players and we are talking about positions and, and names. And we couldn't believe in our own self that we were reeling off names of the Matildas team just so comfortably. Um, it's a nice position to have the game in. Yeah, and that's the byproduct of something so huge happening before our very own eyes and something that's so easily um, drawn in a lot of people because of the magnitude of it and the nature of it and the fact that women's sport in the last 10 years is like the outside Olympic sports has really come on in, in giant strides and 
and got into the consciousness more than any other time in history. So I think you add it all up and the fact that, you know, the, the footy codes are going through their mid-season, I don't know, call it a lull, but, you know, it's not finals, but it's not um, the start of the season. It's not the big ticket items. It's not Anzac Day in AFL footy. It's not State of Origin in, in rugby league. It's it's quite extraordinary in this little pocket of time that it's um, it's caught fire like it has. Adam, I was reading your article yesterday in the Herald Sun and we're talking about, I guess, the way that they've set up without Kerr on the field. And I'm a bit of a believer that she's probably probably needs to come off the bench at the moment because they've set up so well and it seems to be working so well. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. So, like, it's not because I don't think that Sam Kerr's... No, we all know who course, she is. Yeah. She is. yeah, we all know what she is. We all know who she is. But I, I just get the feeling that her strength, and I, I can't see her being available for any more than 60 minutes, mm. that that is best served at the end of the game. Now, if we're 3-0 down at half-time, well, that looks entirely stupid. So you're kind of still taking a risk. But then, conversely, you're taking a risk in the fact that you start her and she comes off after 60. There's no guarantee that we'll be in front or we might be even. And then it kind of helps France grow a little bit. So it's a tricky decision. Um, they'll have to weigh up every pro and con, and we won't know the answer until an hour before kickoff when when the team sheet drops. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, France started so well and hammered Morocco um, during the week. Uh, they looked very strong and obviously got those early goals. We'd hate to be in that sort of position at half time. Have you seen them playing differently um, without Sam Kerr? Because people who don't consume the Matildas a hell of a lot or don't see them on TV a lot may not realise that they're playing any differently. Is it is it a, is it a sort of different, a false nine approach? Is the, you know Are we playing a different style than with Sam Kerr up the top? Yeah, a little bit. Like the, the avenues to get behind uh, the defensive line are now primarily wide areas as opposed to when Sam plays. You can get in behind mm. centrally as well. But the thing is, I, I think with Sam's play this World Cup, um, a lot of that might have been nullified because the pitches are actually so quick. They're like they're like a top of a car bonnet. It's not, but they are lightning quick. So playing that ball in behind is a, is a lot trickier um, proposition than usual. Um, Sam Sam's game has really improved in terms of when she comes short and, and links up play, and that's something that we've seen Mary Fowler do so well in the last two games that she's. Her, her technique is such that she can she can do those things almost with her eyes shut. Um, but Sam has become world class in that area as well. So yeah, it's it, it, there's little tweaks that we've played. Look, we went into the tournament with I think the the designs of probably starting Mary Fowler on the bench. Now yeah. things happen and they've adapted so well, and it's a good luxury to have a player like Mary Fowler being able to to start her now and, and look at the uh, look at the result. Has she been the surprise of the tournament so far, Adam? Um, from an Australian perspective, mm. I would say surprise, but it's something that she hasn't done before. Is like take games at a high, high level by the scruff of the neck and, and dominate them like she has or, or define, maybe not dominate. She hasn't been the, the driving force for 90 minutes, but when something magical needs to happen, she's been able to do it. So, yeah, she... But this surprises no one in Australian football. Same with Kyra Cooney-Cross, who, who isn't getting the, the headlines that... Mary Fowler's getting because she's not having the material effect on goals and goal opportunities like Mary is, but she's still having a an effect on the team that is of an equal to, to what Mary Fowler is doing. And then 
you got Claire Hunt. So that those three players in particular are the ones for me that have have established themselves before this tournament, but really gone to another level during this tournament for the Matildas. Love to see Mary Fowler. She reminds me with those gloves on of Terry Henry. You cannot <laughs> miss her. She's doing an amazing job uh, in the centre of the park at the moment, and hopefully that continues. Tonight, hey, let's touch on the Premier League quickly. Uh, it starts this weekend. Big Ange is going to roll out for Tottenham for the first time, which is just incredible. Um, I've got a soft spot for them now. Hopefully, they do no. okay. We're Liverpool supporters. And I know, <laughs> I know, I know you're Newcastle through and through. They've got all the money now to be on a joke. Um, but you've been there through the tough times in Newcastle. But Ange, um, look, he's got a he's got a job ahead of him. Yeah, it's tricky, especially with this this whole charade over Harry Kane and Bayern Munich and. Look, park that to one side. Ange will, like, he, he will care that Harry Kane, that, that whole thing is overshadowed the preseason. But his focus primarily is to get this team playing the way it wanted to. They played a game against Barcelona early in the week with their second stringers, and they actually pushed Barcelona all the way in that one. It's just a friendly Barcelona 1 4 2. But the signs are that these players have really um, cotton on to what Ange wants straight away. And I've got no doubt the first two months of the season, there's going to be some dips. He's, they've got a really tricky one first up, to be honest. They're playing Brentford uh, at Brentford, and, and that's a, a pitch which is really enclosed. It's one of the smaller pitches in the in the Premier League, so Tottenham might not be able to get the flow that they want, and Brentford make things really difficult. Um, they're a good side. They're, they're, they play football, but they're also really strong at set pieces. So, yeah, it, it's, a re- it's a really difficult one first up, but look, they'll, they'll judge him through every result, Ange, but really, I think uh, wait until October, end of October, after the, the international dates there, to really figure out what exactly is going on with Spurs. I've got no doubt he's going to make them a lot better than what they were. Well, if the Kane thing does go through, January transfer window is going to be a big spend for him as well. Now, speaking of spending, Adam, for years yes. you've sat around and watched your Newcastle just dwell down the bottom, <laughs> in the middle. They've come in, they're, they're the new Man City. They're just throwing money everywhere. Now they are. They now you are just, you now. must be the happiest man in the world. They're flush. Champions Mate, League. It's so weird that for years, you, you and nothing against shopping at Kmart and Big W, you go in there to service yourself and clothe your family, and all of a sudden, you've got all this money, you can go to Gucci and Dolce and Gabbana and all these places, buy what you want, when you want, and yeah, whatever. But no, it's in all seriousness, it, they, they have not been able to just splash the cash yeah. like Man City did back in the day because they've got rules around it now. But what they are is is really um, forthright in what they need and they're able to go and get what they need these days. So it's going to be a tough year for Newcastle because they, they're playing Champions League as well. Do they have the sport? They play at a ridiculously high intensity. So they're going to be the little little things that Eddie Howe and his coaching staff need to negotiate. But oh, we'll, we'll be up there again whether or not we have the wonderful campaign of last season remains to be seen because of those extra games in, in Europe's highest club competition. Mate, it's a big weekend for you. Of course, Matilda's on tonight. That's going to be great. You've got Premier League to uh, absorb as well. And, and of course, you're doing a great job for Code Sport. So thanks for joining us on SEN for the seventh time this week. And we hope you enjoy the weekend of sport. No worries. It's a dangerous proposition, actually, because this game tonight in Brisbane ends at 8.30. And that's a Saturday night in uh, Brisbane with spare time. So oh, Bris Vegas, <laughs> look out. Get around <laughs> it. Good on you, mate. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, guys. Have a good weekend. From Channel 7 and Code Sports, Adam Peacock joining us on the line. As you said, looking for the Matildas this weekend and looking to see what Tottenham do over this season as well. Stay with us. The Marketplace on the way and our local footy wrap up next. For little creatures, all creatures welcome. 
This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. The marketplace for little creatures. All creatures welcome. Yeah, it's time for the Marketplace this week on the warm-up and we're buying and selling something in the world of sport, Moons. what Before we get out of here, what are you selling this week? Well, this might be a little bit controversial. All right. I'm selling Sam Kerr starting right. for the Matildas okay. at the moment. So the best I think she needs to come. World. I think she needs to come off the bench because Australia has basically transformed their attack and the way that they are playing around, was it Ford? Uh, Razzo and yeah. um, Mary Fowler. Mary Fowler. And at the moment, it's working. And I just think if you put Kerr back on, it just changes everything. How are we just rolling off the names of the players? I know. We're experts. We're all, we're, all bloody, we're all engaged. We all love it. <laughs> yeah. So you think that don't I think right her. now, as it sits, Kerr needs to come off the bench. But what if the game is, what if we have a 2-0 down at half time? Oh, yeah. Like, but what's but, happened? Well, like, wouldn't, yeah. Yeah, I just, you look. These girls are putting enormous pressure on when the ball turns over. I don't know if Kerr does have a lot yes, of okay. going back the other way. I, yeah, I, <laughs> so, yes, I, she's our greatest striker and she's our greatest player, but she's not going to be fit. Don't, don't, don't kid yourself. I mean, she's, she hasn't played in, what, three weeks with this calf. Yep. She's, she's not going to be fit, match fit. I just think if she comes, if we're doing okay at the moment, which we are, leave it as is. Bring off the bench. She would as be an good for the player. last half an hour, twenty well, minutes, awesome. thirty minutes. I think that's what I'm selling at the moment. If we can either be in front or stay within the game by that, maybe maybe yes. you're onto something. Now I don't necessarily agree, <laughs> but maybe you're onto something. What are you selling, mate? I'm selling Liz Cambage. I know this has been Liz. done to death, death, but her her comments and attitude and the way she just presents herself is just ah, oh, just have a listen to this. Speaking on a podcast this week about the fallout with the Nigeria game a couple of years ago and uh, where she thinks she's going to be. Because the truth looks a lot worse for other organisations involved than using me as a scapegoat. Like, why does Nigeria want me to leave Australia and go represent them? You're saying right now? We're filing for me to leave the Australian team so I can represent Nigeria. Because Nigeria would like you to join the team? I've been in cahoots. I've been talking with them since all of this happened. So... That hasn't happened because, well, we don't know 100%. But she had the falling out, obviously, with the lead-up game against Nigeria before the World Cup. She had falling out with the Las Vegas Aces. She went to the LA Sparks, said she was having a great time, and everyone welcomed her there. But that was actually not true, and they got rid of her as well. Now the the women's team has come out and said, uh, you're no longer available for us. We can't pick you anymore. And all of a sudden... A Nigerian player has come out on Twitter this week I and said, what you've actually said is not true. So, Well, and there's been leaked footage now of the Nigerian game has has come out. Yep. And I wouldn't have thought after that that either team would be looking Did to Did you see that girl up. run across and, and give her a Virtually hook? King, King hitter. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty bad. No, it was um, pretty bad. Obviously so, yeah, something going on has there. Hasn't been a good one for Liz. Liz, give it away. Um, uh, what just, are you buying, my friend? I am this week going to buy hate watching. Oh. Now... If you're not familiar with the term, it's reasonably new for me. But along with the USA um, uh, broadcasters and fans, soccer fans, football fans, a lot of them were hate-watching the USA the other night when they lost their penalty shootout against Sweden. I was also hate-watching. Yes. Nothing made me more happier 
than watching the US get beaten in a penalty shootout and with uh, Megan Rapino missing her, skying it yeah. over the top, <laughs> laughing after it happened. Now, that's just a n- nervous or a, a yeah, moment of a grin. I don't, I don't people hold need anything to, on people that People need to understand her. she wasn't laughing that she missed. That was just a, I She's can't a, believe. I can't believe yeah. that's happened to me. But I was really hate-watching and I really enjoyed it. I felt like going – it wasn't about <laughs> underdogs. It was like I really don't like – the US yes. soccer team, and I was hate watching. So I'm buying that. I really enjoyed it. That's fantastic. There you go. What are you buying? I'll tell you what I'm going to buy. So this week, um, a good friend of mine, in Rowan Smith, has uh, basically his time has, is up at the Bulldogs. He's been at the Bulldogs virtually his entire life. Yep. He's 300 game plays, a superstar. Uh, I just want to shout out and give him a little bit of love because he's one of the greatest men that I've met in football. And I've met some great men, and he's right up, uh, up the top there. And what he's done at the Bulldogs over the years, uh, especially through the COVID period, uh, and since the COVID period, probably a little bit of illness as well. Uh, but he's just stuck fat with the footy club and done exactly what he can and, and could do. And now it's time for him to step away. So, Rowan Smith, you are an absolute legend. Well, that's been the warm-up of this week. It's all thanks to Furphy, Little Creatures Village, Geelong. Order up, grab a pizza, or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just 25 bucks. Visit littlecreatures.com.au. We'll catch you next week.